I'm not sure if everyone here has, you know, really asked the Lord what is actually happening here. Other, you know, obviously sometimes we feel the presence of God. And we know that God has invited us to be a part of something. But sometimes we actually lack understanding as to, from, a, from the Lord, yes, you guys might have heard us saying, God had showed us this and God had showed us that and said he's going to be doing this. But it's a little bit different when God reveals something to your heart, right? It can be revealed through another person, but when he begins to show it to you and potentially show you your role in what he's doing, that now begins to give you a, a conviction, right? You begin to come up to this church, this building here, with a little bit more intent, a little bit more fire. You know that even though we might have a pastor here or pastors here, it's not the pastor's deal, right? And that empowers you in your service to the Lord. And also, that will give you faith. Because we're, we're running on faith. Because the Lord has really crystallized this in our hearts. So many times, as he's spoken to, this, to us about this ministry. And what he was going to be doing in this ministry. That for few years now, I've not even looked back or thought twice. I've never looked back, I've never questioned it. I just know something sensational is going to happen because the Lord, the Lord spoke, spoke it. And sooner or later, for every individual, someone was, you know, inquiring from us this week about their calling. They're feeling the urge now to find out in the kingdom, in God's kingdom, what is my calling? And they want to figure it out. And I'm saying, it's at this moment that the Lord wants to reveal that to you. And that's why you're asking a question that the Spirit of God has placed on your heart. And he has done it at this point rather than in prior seasons, even though he wanted to. But different conversations when different levels of preparedness. When you're ready to step out, when you're ready to do. The eyes of the Lord searching, search the earth, looking for a man to do business with in layman terms. Right? And sometimes he has to allow seasons and times to pass and maturity and different issues to be taken care of before you really begin to have that conversation or it's a wasted conversation. So all of the other signals that God is actually giving us to align with his will, to align with his word is that he might have that particular conversation to you concerning what he wants to accomplish with your life. The timing is very important and I I always say you know God didn't speak to me very young about ministry I kind of felt something on the inside but I did not know I mean I did not attach it to ministry I probably thought it was something in the secular world but we always knew that something is was there right but my God aren't you guys in agreement with me that sooner or later 
You will seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. Sooner or later, you got to get yourself to the point where you put so much, if I can use it, speak it this way, you put so much pressure on God that he sees that you're serious. And that's what he's waiting on, you know, for you to put pressure on his promises. That there is how he will just, he can't hold it back anymore. Just tell you the whole deal. That's what I did in a certain sense. And I wouldn't say me, but the grace of God in me, the pulling of the spirit inside of us, okay, is really God calling us to that level. Because it's at that level that deep conversations are begin to happen between God and man. And would you guys agree with me that there are only few people on the earth that are really anointed? That, mean, that means that only a few from the body of Christ really get to that level. That God begins to talk to them about destiny, about a position in his eternal kingdom. It's not many. So you have to separate yourself from the masses. You literally have to do that like you would in any other field. It's at that moment in a quiet space that God begins to sign contracts and deals on a personal level. And I heard one prayer, one apostle said it this way. Some people, it's like they never were really on God's agenda. I don't know if it's the right way he placed it, but he said, it's not like they created, God had to create a space for them because of their hunger and their thirst. There are some things, okay, that you can acquire because of what? Effort, right? Extra effort. There are some things that you can, you can have certain conversations with God because you have pushed yourself so much in him. That we talk about the anointings. Like you can, you can get different anointings. You can see a particular anointing that a person carries. And you can go, wow, if that anointing was on my life, oh, I would be able to help so many people. And God will go, wow, that, that is really your thought? That you're going to save souls and cause people to come into the kingdom and heal and get healed and so forth? And God will actually have a conversation with you because of that. So there are things that we can do on the earth that can get God's attention in a major way. And there are things that we can do that will not get him his attention. That will not even get the answers that we are looking to him for. So he matures us and brings us to a place where we are serious. And like I said in a previous sermon, he knows, each one of us, how long our ministry will last and how much weight and prosecution we can take. When we go to have a conversation with God, he already knows those factors. Nothing is hidden. Amen? But guys, we are laying out. I'm working like a madman, laying out the foundation with the understanding that God has given me. Do I know everything? No. I don't need to know everything. The Holy Spirit knows everything. He just tells us what to lay out daily, and we do that. We are literally laying this foundation here in a way as if God is just going to, like Jesus Christ himself, hello, is just going to come and walk in the door and swing his hand like that and cause miracles to happen. That's how we're laying this out now. With. We, I don't really care how it looks on the natural. Huh, I'm not doing earth, uh, business with the earth realm. No. 
Because if you do, if you do business down here, you ain't doing no business. We're building and we are expecting big. And guys, the beautiful thing about it, God is telling us, it's at the door. It's at the door. It is at the door. So find out. <clears throat> Excuse me. Find out. What is your role? Find out why is it that God brought, brought you here? Lord, why am I here? Ha! I hope you know that's how I, this is how I dialogue with the Lord. I am like, why am I here? Oh Lord, my King and my God, why am I here? Is there something for me to accomplish and do here? As I'm not in the business of wasting my time. I got things to do. I'm telling you, you take that attitude to God and He does business with you. You'd be amazed what He will do. If you just lay down your life, lay your life down. Lay your life down. There's a book out there by one of those uh, famous apostles now. Revival or we die, like we were saying the other day. Revival or we die. It was George Knox who said that. Give me Scotland or give me death. That's not even too much. To, you can push God to that level. And he, and he goes, who is this flesh? He doesn't go, who is this flesh speaking before me? Right? He could. But he's the one who's actually putting that type of hunger and desire inside of you that you'd speak like that boldly before the throne of grace. God answered those men with a resounding yes when he found them. Yes. And he's still looking. Huh! Still searching. Amen. We're laying out by the grace of God. The groundwork, the framework for the power of God to fall. Yeah. And that, that there came based on the words that God has spoken to us and the words that he's actually speaking now. Because he guards the work that he's doing. And he, if he calls you to do something, he communicates as often time as you need. He needs to communicate to you. He'll do it. It's not the work of a man. So think about this. Even with my role in this thing here, I just... It's so easy when you just trust God. But don't let it pass, guys. I'm just telling you what God is actually showing me now. Don't let... If the Lord brought you here for a particular reason, to play a particular role, don't let it pass. Don't let that opportunity pass. Because opportunities, they pass. In the natural and in spiritual things. God can look elsewhere. I'm mindful of that. That's why I don't take time off from this like that. I don't play around with this. This is life and death to me. Some folks, you know, like some folks, they get upset and you don't see them. I don't care. You could pull a gun from me. If you, don't, if you didn't pull the trigger, I'm coming back tomorrow. I ain't offended at nothing. I'm, I'm telling you. I know you guys have said you like to talk about guns. Yeah, I kind of like to talk about guns. <laughs> Somebody's mine. Yeah, no kidding. I ain't offended at nothing. I better get over that thing quick. I don't care if it's spit in my face. I'm coming back tomorrow. It will take a lot more than a punch in the face for me. I am put up. I'm prepared to deal with a little bit of brutalization to make this thing happen before I hit the dirt. 
No kidding. And I thought about those things long before I came up here. So has they happened now? Oh, oh, nothing is happening. Nothing. No offense. No, nothing is happening. I dealt with those things long time. I said, this is the possibility. That's the possibility. They're going to say this about me, that about me, that about me. I don't care. I'm still doing it. So everything that happened here, so far, the, the things that I, per, that I expected to happen, they have not even happened. That's the bad things I'm talking about. I said, even, there's just small things that happen, has happened that have been very easy for me to deal with. Because when you go and have that conversation with God, and then he tell you what you are, he's going to do through you, that there gives you, there is so much strength that comes with that thing. You will overcome, you will walk over any obstacle in your way to make it happen. And God will back you the whole way. This, this house here, we want some champion to come out of this house, man. I'm telling you. We want some thoroughbreds that coming out of this house here. What an opportunity we have. I always say, what an opportunity we have. Hold on, up, hold on the message a little bit. Huh! You know, because God, I pay a price to just expound like this. I know we can talk from the intellect, but I'm telling you, my brain has been on fire since morning. Like literally on fire, burning. I have been drinking cups and cups and glasses of water to cool myself down. Strange, strange things that has been happening with me, with God, since that time when he began to speak to me and we begin to do this deal. Very strange things. And it doesn't take one day off. Not even, I don't, the, that fire represents don't take one day. It's not the Bible I'm reading and getting this. No. Because I know people read the Bible more than me. I'm not reading the Bible and I'm doing this. There's a power component to this. If you're in the prophetic um, area, you're seeing things that the natural individual is not seeing. When God opens up your eyes that you might see the movement of angels and all those type of things. What is that doing to you compared to the other guy? There is a level of conviction because of what you're seeing that you can speak accordingly. You can bless someone with it. But they don't carry that anointing to see that. Every person that is called, that accepts that call, and they're moving in that place, that, that empowerment is there. And such it is with me. In my exchanges with God, in the night, you pay a price for this. I don't care what you, whether you're uh, uh, the individual that fast or whatever, some way, shape, or form. And I know the price I'm paying. Ha! I know what I'm feeling even in my body because of this thing. I know how many years ha! that I've had to lay down on a couch. Can't do nothing. I like to exercise and I can't do it because of what the presence of God is actually doing on my body. Those men that you talk, we talk about Moses, Abraham, and all those men, they were having levels of encounters with God. It'll blow your mind. When you give yourself to God, you know, it does it takes a lot for him to really put you to the side. It takes a lot. But we are going to birth so many ministers out of heaven's lighthouse ministries. But we're gonna be a word-based ministry. We don't want no deliverance ministry only 
or prophetic ministry only. I know those are out there. We are gonna. We want this thing to be rooted and grounded, grounded in the Word of God. Because I don't want no one that listen to me, okay? Sit in this pew, in these pews, for a period of time to go out and take disadvantage of people because of what they learn here. You have to. We have to think like that. That the people that you, the Lord brought to you, I said, disciple these people, help them. Take them to the next stage. And then you don't give them the word. And then now they become and feel so empowered and emboldened. And then now they step outside and begin to teach heresy. And begin to take people away from the Lord. That's what, those are the type of conversations that you'll have to think about before you be, jump up and say, teach or, or, or preach. I'm mindful that you can lay your hands on, a, on an individual and impart them with an anointing, with a grace. And they can go out there and take the same anointing that you impart on them. And have no word inside of them and destroy people's lives. Who is the Lord going to hold responsible for that? The Bible says, don't be too quick to lay your hands, to transfer the anointing. This I take very seriously. I don't want one individual to be destroyed because of me. No, I don't want people to be destroyed. I don't want to empower nobody to go out there and start a church or whatever, start a home group or whatever they want to do and teach heresy and open up the door for devils to come inside of people and destroy them. If God ever give you an opportunity to speak, you must think about those things. Don't just take this grace and this and think about taking the anointing of God and parading, parading it, throwing it out there like how we see so many people are doing without any regard for the consequences. They're, they're, they're selling it for money. That business, I don't want to be in. Rather, I never take the call in. This year is very serious business. And I see, oh, folks just take it lightly. I ain't taking this thing lightly. This is more important than if they gave me the, the um, CEO position in Tesla right now. Worst case scenario, a few people lose up a few bucks. Even though some of them would kill themselves. Stupid like rats. People are in the world not too smart. Go tell them I said that. Anyway, guys. Um, yeah. Oh, we're talking about the nine gifts of the Holy Ghost. The nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. And the reason why we're expounding on them by the grace of God is because we want them to be activated. Oh, if there was a church huh, in Canada, if there was a church in London, Ontario, where the Spirit of God could have His way, where the congregation would be open, that the nine gifts of the Spirit would flow, the gifts of healing and miracles. Huh, who would come here on a Sunday morning? My King and my God. Except we have the religious church down there, religious church up there. And the people are coming in sick and nobody have the gift of healing and the people need miracles and nobody have the, operate in the gift of miracles and nobody is prophetic to hear what God is actually saying to speak to that individual 
If, if there's a church in London, Ontario, huh, where the supernatural power that moved through Jesus Christ is operational in the pews, what a beautiful thing it would be. And we are that church. Amen? So we are going over this. Because the people that come, they come here, they will encounter God through what we are discussing now. So we already dealt with the word of knowledge, word of wisdom, faith, gift of healing, tongues and interpretation of tongues. And today we want to talk about one that is very important. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 12 and verses 10. says, I'll start from um, verses 10. It says, to another, the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another, discerning of spirits, discerning of spirits. What is discerning of spirits? We're not talking about the ability to discern, biblically speaking. We're talking about the gift of discerning of spirits. And I have a a definition here and I'm sure if someone else were, was here they could put a, put together words in the similitude and come to the same conclusion it says the divine ability that the Holy Spirit gives you where you are able to tell a person's motive or the spirit they are operating by the divine ability that the Holy Spirit gives you where you are able to tell a person's motive or the spirit they are operating by. People can now think about it when we talk about religious spirits, for example. Religious spirits, tendencies that these folks know the Bible back to front like the Pharisees. And they can quote. And they are eloquent and they can speak. But how would you know that that is from God and this is what disability I believe everybody this is one of the gifts that you know the gift of healing might manifest at different times but discerning of spirit is something that you can walk into all every day and we need to do that because we are being presented with so many different things the offer for marriage right for example how many how many uh, listen we're not well, a lot of us did a lot of things before we uh, came to Christ. I'm not really talking about that, okay? But know that you're, especially for the young girls that are here, okay? know that you are in Christ and you want to do things the right way when it comes on to marriage, right? Don't you think that this, is, this, is, this would be an amazing gift of the Holy Spirit to operate in? That when some hombre, you know, begin to sweet talk you, you might be able to sift him out and figure out if the guy is genuine or not. Amen? Yeah, so that there is a supernatural knowing that comes to you. It's not something that you pick up because obviously you can discern with the eye and you can see different things that are actually happening. But this is a supernatural ability, supernatural communication, knowing that comes to you. And many times you will feel, you don't feel peace. Right? You don't feel peace. Discerning 
of spirit. Suppose someone is jealous of you, for example. Someone is jealous of you. And, uh, and they're close to you. They're able to influence you. And the spirit of jealousy is on that person. And they're offering you something based on that being taken advantage of by that spirit. How would you know? That, that is this gift here. We talk about walking in the spirit. All of these gifts are activated for the man, the woman in Christ. <clears throat> that is walking in the spirit. If you're in the flesh, your perception, to your ability to hear God, when you're just caught up in the mind and in the flesh, it's not going to be very effective. But when you're walking in the spirit, you're picking up the cues. You're sensitive to the environment. You're sensitive to what someone is actually saying to you. And you have a knowing as to whether or not they're communicating to you by inspiration from the Holy Spirit or from another spirit. Discerning of spirits. Let's go to uh, Hebrews 4. We're going to pray tonight. That God would activate every individual in the pews with this particular gift of the Holy Spirit. Hebrews 4 and verses 12. And we have touched on this scripture a number of times. It says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword or two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. We spiritual people, we Christians, we people that has the Spirit of God inside of us, we are able to have supernatural knowing. Literally, if we are being who we are supposed to be, supernatural knowing literally about if we're really walking with the Lord it's to protect us it, this here is to protect us to keep us safe let's look at I'm going to go quick let's uh, look at a scripture in the book of Acts Acts 16 Acts 16 16 says, Now it happened, as we went to prayer, that a certain slave girl, possessed with a spirit of divination, met us, who brought her masters much profit by fortune-telling. She was using by, the, by divination, by the help of evil spirits. She was doing all of this. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out, saying, these men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim, to, who proclaim to us the way of salvation. You see the words? They're complementary words. There is nothing here that she, she's not cursing them. It's very deceiving. These men are the servants of the Most High God. A demon is speaking like this. Who proclaim us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days. She did this for many days, hyping them up, 
talking them up. How mighty they are in God. But Paul, greatly annoyed. Imagine, these compliments, it's not edifying him, like we said earlier. He's not being built up and strengthened by this. It's annoying the man. His spirit is picking up. The annoyance. Your mind might be hearing certain words, but your spirit is picking up the truth of the intent, the true intention of that person. The true motivation of these words that are coming your way. But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. But when her master saw their ho hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities. How many times have we been taken advantage of, even as believers, because someone massaged our ears with, you know, words of profit. But it was really divination. It was selfishness. It was not the Holy Spirit. And, and we allowed, not discerning, but friendships or family ties or different connections to determine what, this, what we decided to do. Especially when it comes on to finances. Especially when it comes on to family. We can, be, we can get into all different kind of problems when we are not discerning. And you have to be, you know, very objective. And also, one of the things that we can actually do with this is really also uh, mess up the work that God is actually doing in different individuals. That's why I always tell, um, say to um, folks, you know, just because someone doesn't have any money, don't give them any money. Pray and see if the Lord wants you to give them any money. Right? Because the tendency is, oh, you know, we're brothers and sisters. Um, listen, if someone needs food, that's fine. But what if, what if the Lord, you know, sometimes when the Lord is actually taking a, an individual through a different seasons and different things to teach them, right? If he's te teaching them um, on finances, he can really strap, take away the extras, right? But if they're a believer, something God is actually and God is actually teaching them and then you just jump in and take them out of the lesson you pluck them out of the lesson because of emotions because we don't pray because we don't discern it's because we don't inquire of the Lord what is actually happening here it's one of the things that we um, really protect even in this environment and this space and say before you do anything pray huh! Even simple things. Pray and ask the Lord before you speak and invite. Because remember that the Holy Spirit is doing different things with different individuals. It's, you know, guys, let me tell you. This is one of the things. You know, when the Lord really calls you, sometimes it's a lonely walk. Sometimes you really have to, I'm telling you, you really, you really have to depend on God. Money don't always solve the problems. Friendships doesn't always solve the problem. It's what the Spirit of God recommends that solves the problem. God does not have a money issue. All of this, those type of conversation that we have, 
God does not have those type of, he's, he's not limited. That's why when we, when even we, when we started uh, the ministry and we, the first sermon we did, we were like, careful or you invite people to do A, B, C, D, and E. It's not controlling. It's not control, guys. God brings a person here. That means he has plans for their time, their finances, their talents, and their abilities. He does. So you can't just come. No, for example, myself. Someone might come and give me an offer for A, B, C, D, and E. I said no to all of these things. I'm not saying that God could not do something like that. In the, uh, I don't want to become that radical that God could not cause a business transaction to happen in church. I'm just saying, discern. Pray, inquire. Because these things can easily just lead you astray. And before you know it, you're down the road. Totally distracted from the road um, because of potential finances many times. We're dragged into some other business and we leave the house of God and this happened when you're really praying and being in quiet time with the Lord because these things these offers and these things that comes to take you away they're very explosive and they seem like blessings like and they come with, with come with words like these let's look at another example and then we wrap this up we can pray we have uh, a few items that we need to pray about tonight let's go to Acts 8 and verses 18 or actually let's start from verses um, 14 Acts 8 14 it says now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God they sent Peter and John to them who when they had come down prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit for as yet he had fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. And when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money, saying, Give me this power also that anyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, Your money perish with you. Because you, thought you, because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money. And he goes on, you have neither part nor portion in this matter. For your heart is not right in the sight of God. So we see Peter here discerning. And he goes on to give him corrective measures right away. Repent, therefore, of this wickedness and pray God if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven you. For I see that you are poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity. <clears throat> How many people we know now are purchasing the anointing? I hope you know in 2022, oh Lord, in this season here, all different kind of backdoor deeds are actually happening. It's all about money. Gone are the days in a general, even though the Lord is bringing back his church to that place of authentic ministers and prophets that are authentic. He's bringing that back to his church and we praise God for that. Because we have had ah, pirates huh, all over. Pirates. 
they, when they come into town, oh Lord, when these prophetic people come into town and they release their anointing, huh, and open their pocketbook and $1,000 for every word, and then they're gone. That type of stuff we don't want around. We don't want nothing to do with that. We're getting back to the quiet place of the Spirit of God, the precious Holy Spirit leading our lives. And we know that God can provide for all of our needs. We're living by faith. And I'm all for the sensationalism and the excitement at times. But that, we're not going to get um, you know, caught up in all of that hype. We will have those amazing services where God will do amazing miracles and the next day we will just hit the street and go look, look for somebody to talk and preach Jesus to that individual. We don't intend on getting big in that sense. Level-headed. That's our commitment. We want eternal rewards and more than anything we want Jesus to be pleased. We want him to be pleased with our lives daily. We want the Lord to be pleased with what we're doing. We're, we want to steward everything that he gives us properly. And that's why we talk. Some folks are, why, why do they talk about growth, 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 transformation, transformation, transformation? Because that's what the Lord wants us to do. He wants us to mature and grow up. So as we are here tonight, think about the decisions that you're going to be making. Think about the people that you're going to be meeting. And think about the potential pitfalls that lie ahead if you don't operate in this gift of the Holy Spirit and you don't walk in the Spirit it can cause you pain in many ways so tonight and another thing one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is what which I love patience patience anytime you see something is coming and it's very hurried and too quick that's not so the Lord can't do it at times, and you will know. But patience. And let God speak and, re and reveal what he wants to you in his perfect timing. Don't put pressure on God. Speak to me now. At that right moment, that word will come from heaven. Amen? We have a lot of decisions that we're going to be making. And this is the approach. Prayerfully, we go about those things.